Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the Empty Novel, What's in the World? And today I'm joined by a very special guest, all the way from University of Oxford, my brother Suhaib. Hi, um, great to be here, finally. Um, my name is Suhaib, I'm a first year English student at Oxford and yeah, just excited to be here. Well, that's good to hear, yeah. finally. After so long, about what, since I've started, I've trying to um, do this. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I thought I would uh, get you on this po- episode and then uh, you ask thought you you'd make the podcast complete finally. Well, no, I thought about making the podcast what it's supposed to be uh-huh. and uh-huh. just making it uh-huh. what it's supposed to be like when mm-hmm. we first started mm-hmm. rather than just me on, a, on my own mm-hmm. and um, making an episode where we'd go through his experience at this uh, university. And the uh, first thing I want to start off by was uh, asking him about uh, whether the name of Oxford has lived up to its standards that he held beforehand. And uh, I know he's been there a few times beforehand anyway, so it probably would have been different. And depending on the situation and how they handled with uh, the uh, COVID situation. So yeah, if you would like to tell us how it was like... Yeah, it was, um, I think, like, first impressions, definitely, like you said, like, having been there for a summer school, um, one thing that we definitely kind of realised was exactly kind of what the actual university is like. And contrary to, like, popular opinion, yes, there are, quote-unquote, normal people, you know, who do attend the university. There are trendy people there. There are people that you will find friends with. There are people who... um, but I, I don't know, there's just such a vast range of people, like, you know, it's, I think, like every other university, is a, it's a microcosm, and it, I think Oxford definitely does reflect that, and yes, um, some stratas are more reflected, uh, like, you know, people who are from maybe more middle class and upper class um, societies, but I, my experience being at Hartford College as well, like, it is one of the best colleges for representation it's one of the best colleges for people um i think in the in the whole university like it genuinely has been amazing um i think oxford um when i went there for interviews um and summer school like i you realize that apart from like the name really no no one no oxford student will fight about the name like no one because it's it becomes your home and you associate it with the people and the tutors and the memories you don't know you don't associate it with oh you know that you know like world-renowned institution institution that i go to and sometimes you like we we don't pay attention and no one really cares like no when you're there and who cares um where you go you just go to a university just like any other student and it just so happens that it's oxford it just so happens that i'm sure you know people at other institutions like Cambridge or Harvard or Yale might feel the same and I feel like that's exactly what my experience have been like it when it becomes home it just it, it's not world renowned it's just it's just home it's just yeah and I think that's the most um incredible experience that's been like uh making Oxford my home because I've always wanted to I've always seen it as that place you know that's always been where I've kind of seen myself yeah. and I'm glad that that's what that what has lived to the expectations, you know. The rest is all superficial and you don't really... We don't... Even we, we're like, oh, where is the real Oxford, quote-unquote, real Oxford? Like, even real Oxford students are, like, you know, looking for that kind of romanticised um, aspect of the university. Yeah, so just kind of a few points. I know you talked about uh, the name not being a prevalent point whilst you're there mm. and it's just being another university yeah someone from looking at uh, from the outside of the country you could perhaps say mm. their ultimate goal is to go to oxford and do you reckon it's probably i want to say overhyped but do you reckon it's a bit like you said superficial sometimes that they made this name into something that probably cannot be achieved whilst the students there because something from um sorry someone from international student uh, country, sorry, they probably be coming here and they probably get let down, even though they're probably not there for the um, the culture. Perhaps they're probably there just for education. They're probably let down by 
the name that they perceived beforehand. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think there is if you're if you're going to going for the Oxford experience, you can definitely find the Oxford experience. Like, uh, you know, an international student who wants to come here because of the name, you will find it. I mean, you will find it in every. I'm not saying that you won't find the experience and you won't be satisfied with it. That's the thing. That's what I'm trying to say. That's the funny thing. You. You are, at the end of the day, you will not find the romanticised kind of Harry Potter-esque um, Yeah, I don't think anyone's experience. looking for that, to be honest. I, no, I, everyone, I mean, come on, I'm an English student, like, uh, the, one of the only reasons I, like, everyone, like, it's, it's, just, it's just like a running joke, you know. No, I think it's because of the culture that people from outside the UK have, yeah, yeah, I know, have no, got no, of UK yeah. rather than... But they, but they will, but, you know, but they will find that, you know, they'll just... Um, They'll like um they'll find people who are similarly kind of driven towards towards that kind of competitiveness, um who kind of are there because they like to learn. You know, no no one gets in Oxford get, gets into Oxford by saying I want to be in Oxford because it's the best university in the world. You will not get in because of that. What you will get in is is that you have a passion for learning. And if you find people and if if that's your priority and you want, the, um you want the Oxford experience based on the education, you know, you love the education and you want it to be quite intense and rigorous and you find people um, in your in your college, in your year group, in your course who are like that, then you will have the experience that you want. You, I don't, um, out of all my friends, I don't think there's a single person who isn't satisfied with their experience. Well, even, of, even through the pandemic? Yeah, even, that's actually a really good point. Like, that's a crazy, crazy thing. Like, um, before I, before I even started, Oxford I kind of thought it just definitely won't be the same but like because you know this is it's kind of assuming that my experience that I will not be satisfied is assuming that there is a condition where there is the perfect university first term which does not exist because it was idealized and it was hypothetical and it was in the future which means that and you know I had to live through my own first experience if that makes any sense you know it it wasn't already established so I had to go through it and it just so happens that mine was through a pandemic and that's completely and I th- what I've realised is that that's completely fine it's just that's that's life you know you can't say that why did this why did this happen to me because well who else was it going to happen to who you know we're assuming that and how long could you we're wait better, but we're better than this sorry and just on that point and how long could you wait to go to university you can't just delay it just because of a pandemic exactly I mean life is life just has to go on like you, mm. I think I'm so proud of every of the entire world for and humanity as a whole for for getting through something that we just I think in like modern kind of postmodern world, world where technology kind of has us thinking that there is there is an idealized version of life where nothing can really go wrong like so much has gone wrong this year and we've figured out we've realized that we can do so so much more than we um thought we could and i'm so so happy that um you know we, we could go to university that it might ter- my all of my education um all of my contact hours were online everything from lectures to tutorials to classes seminars everything was online but i still i still loved it i still loved the education i think i still had the rigorous oh my god it was so intense but it was not i never felt like this is not oxford this is not what I, this is not what i'm here for i never felt that not once I never felt like oh, I can't wait to get to have the real experience. I think the only experience that we we kind of missed out on was maybe um, moments where we went into isolation quite a bit. I spent uh, twenty four days in isolation this whole term. Uh, I actually quite a long time, you know. Yeah, I mean, first time I thought we had Corona. And, um, one of my flatmates had Corona, and we we went Corona and. Yeah, that was quite intense, and it's those moments I think I think that we kind of wish that we could take back. But other than that, I don't really wish I could change change anything. Like we, I think we're all quite mature to understand that it's there's there's so much worse, you know, going on than us reminiscing and you know worrying about the fact that we don't have any more formals. Formals are you know the fancy kind of dinners that you have um, every single week in in the hall. Um, and I was kind of, kind of, kind of rebelling and uh, thinking that we should have, we're entitled, almost to, that Oxford experience. I think no, no one, everyone was quite mature, and then no, that that was not even a discussion. I think uh, the thing that we did kind of miss was the period where we had to go in isolation, but that was, 
you know, that could have happened in everything, any other university. It wasn't just for Oxford. Um, and, you know, I didn't get to see much of the city. I came out of isolation and it was right in a, lo- a national lockdown. So it was those moments that I wish, you know, the term maybe could have been a bit different. But I, but again, you know, that's, that's you know, no one could have altered that. And I think overall, um, yeah, I'm quite pleased with how it went. How, how they handled, really? So did they like um, give you like guys kits and um, PPP PP, PPE equipment? <laughs> yeah, they gave us PPE. Yeah. Um, yeah, they gave us a lot of positive um, philosophy and economics. Um, <laughs> so keep going. Um, is it going? Is it going? Yeah. yeah. Don't worry. Okay. Um, so basically, it was quite good. Um, I think they handled every single college um, handled it differently. I think Harvard did it really well. I mean, everyone was on the same page, um, kind of often. And yeah, for those who don't know, actually, what Harvard College is, oh, it's okay. not something different from actually Oxford. Oxford is just divided into different colleges, yes, and um, it's easier to manage. Really. Yes, about thirty-eight colleges, and they are constituent colleges of Oxford University. And Oxford and Cambridge are both collegiate universities and each college operates as its own um, um, kind of teaching institution. But it's all Oxford. It's all like... um, It's just that it's kind of split into different... um, Kind of like houses, I guess. Yeah, like you had Blue House and Green House. Yeah, but on a a university university kind of level. and. Uh, yeah and you live there you have your tutorials and you um yeah everything is affiliated with your own college and you can choose to apply to a certain college like i did but then you can get pulled which means that you get interviewed by more than one college and then that college wants you and then you get an offer from that college which is what happened to me and at the end i think almost everyone falls in love with wherever they are like i have and you're just grateful to be there um yeah because at the end of the day it really is just Oxford, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> no, really okay. That's that kind of line. So no matter what been, college you got, you're at. Yes, it's all Oxford. Genuinely, it's all Oxford. Like, you can go to the one that's kind of most least, um, kind of heavily okay. applied to. and I, But it, but it's still oversubscribed. I can think of, you know, St. Hughes or St. Edmunds, which don't get many applic- applications, but they still get way too many applications. Like, they're still extremely oversubscribed and they still are extremely prestigious and, um, you know, so we're really kind of... Basically, the point you're making is... It's like trying to find gold within a gold mine. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's trying to find a specific type of gold in a gold mine. That's and then ending up finding a diamond. Um, okay, well, yeah, and that diamond is your own experience. Um, well, I, I, but here's the thing. Your um, a college will it will determine a lot. Um, it will determine the halls that you live in. It will determine um, the the kind of people that you meet. It will determine you know, um, the, it, what what kind of architecture that you like. Do you do you want to live in a modern um, college like St Catherine's or um, kind of a one that's a bit more in between like uh, Lady Margaret Hall or St Hughes or St you know or something brutalist entirely brutalist like St Anne's. And then there's also mature colleges. There's graduate colleges. There's there's private permanent uh, private permanent halls. There's so much to consider, and we can do a whole other kind of not even not even a video. We can we can, you can make a whole kind of TV show about the Oxford um, admissions process, and you should check out some um, other Oxford uh, or, or university study tubers for that. Of course, yeah. And uh, speaking of um, admissions and I know you you were a fan of uh, a couple of study tubers who were going in, into Oxford or were looking to go to into Oxford since you were 14, 15? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. So you kind of knew some of the people that were looking to go in or were already in Oxbridge? Um, I actually only started uh, watching study tube like Eve Bennett and, and JD Jade when I was in year 12. I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea these people existed before then. I genuinely, the first video I saw of them was, I think, Unjaded Jade. And I don't even know, I think it was, I have no idea. I think it was her 
Oxford interview or something like that, or maybe even something else. And I, I remember thinking, I'm JJ Jane, like, I don't know, wh- like, what kind of YouTuber is she? I've got no idea. And then she kept she kept on coming up. And, and this, was all, this was all in year 12. I'd wanted to come go to Oxford for, like, genuinely as long as I can remember. And Since you were about eight? Um, eight's a little, eight's a little low. I mean, I'm talking 11, uh, maybe 11, maybe 12. Um, since you were a embryo. <laughs> no one laughed. Anyway. Young boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's not a young boy, it's called embryo is different. Uh, he thought embryo was a young boy. Anyway, um, I was joking. Okay. Go on. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of, so um, with the admissions and that. Yes. We know what happened the first time. Yes, I didn't get in the first time. I applied for classics and English, no. and yes, a massive law, but a massive win because. Uh, you got into the second time. Yeah, and the course that I got in was three years, and the course that I was going to applying for was four years. So I'm still hopefully, hopefully, inshallah, going to graduate the same time that I would have graduated the first time. Right? But that's not the point that I'm trying to make up. I'm no. trying to make the point that classics is much harder to get in. No, actually, classics is one of the easiest to go. No. So, basically, the, uh, there is, like, a, the data can be interpreted in, like, in many different ways. But um, the idea is, because m- classics is quite a niche subject, niche as in it's mostly affiliated with uh, private schools or so it's harder to get in for a for a for a minority or slash state school state school yeah. um, applicant who hasn't done Greek or Latin perhaps but on on the whole um, for example if you're applying from a private school or um, similar independent school it is and you've done Greek and Latin from the age like the age that you were seven. And then you go on to do classics. It's it's just like doing English lit for them. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. not. It's just a second language for them. It's it's just it's just maybe the first. No. Well, you can you never know. They don't <laughs> no. speak Latin. They don't. No one. No, no. No one. They don't teach you to speak Latin. Speak. Um. It's only written. In, um. Sorry. It's only written and spoken. Uh, it's not. It's only written. Um. Uh, like translations and stuff like that. So. They're kind of because and and also because they dominate um, the applicant pool. Obviously, there is a correlation between them having a higher success 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 rate. Yeah, perhaps. And also, the classics course is so so diverse. Like, there's course one A, one B, uh, classics two A, two C. Like, we can go. It's just a whole. It's quite. It's quite. It's quite a massive chunk. Um and. It's quite interesting, I think. It's too um, much to take in, really. No, it's not. It's just that there's a, many different strands. You know, you can do classics um, with Latin in first year. You can do classics with Latin and Latin and Greek in first year. You can do, um, you know, there's those other different strands. And I kind of realised that um, it wasn't exactly for me because it was a bit too much focus on antiquity, like Latin and Greek. I wanted something that was a bit more modern, a bit more kind of... Classic. Um, yeah, English. Classy, yeah. <laughs> <It is> so <laughs> the face that I'm making right now is of a man. Unca- is uncapturable. Um, it, I wanted something a bit more modern, you know, something that was a bit yeah, more. Classic. No, literally not. Like, what would. Classic, like what? No, not classic. Classy, like classy. Class. No, no. Class. No, I'm not trying to be posh. Like, if anything, cl- classics is more. No, I wanted something that was just a bit modern, more transhistorical. Yeah. That's the term. That's the word. A bit, and I didn't find that in classics. Um, I think English that you can literally study anything that you want. And you know, in this term, I've done everything. Everything from I've done so much philosophy this term. I've done so much. Um, I've done so much history, like looking at um, philosophy of history. Um, next term, I'm doing philosophy of time in one of my kind of like classes. I'm doing. Um, oh, I did science. I did like evolution and um, the impacts of it. Yeah, you did science at, in year one. What's what's the point? <laughs> no. Um, I think everyone's done science before, you know. Well, well, we should just stop here then, shouldn't we? Um, no, I was just looking at science from a uh, from an intellectual historical point of view, as in. 
place of science in the 19th century, as in the emergence of Darwin okay. um, and principles of ge- geology, text, looking at text. And it's quite interesting. It's, it's just, it was just so fascinating. We looked at everything from jurisprudence, you know, like legal philosophy and looking at uh, slave narratives. So much that you can extract from an English degree, and it's just so so dumb, especially an Oxford degree. I would not, um, you know, my brother once said to me, Yeah, but you wouldn't do an English degree anywhere else, would you? And you know what? Yeah, he's right. I wouldn't, you know, I chose the course very, very specifically. I didn't apply for English anywhere else, you know, straight English. And the reason I applied to Oxford for that course was because of how diverse it is. You get to study a thousand years of intellectual history and literature and and it's just fascinating I just don't know how it just yeah for someone like me who's quite kind of curious about the world it was just I, I think it just keeps on giving it just every single week you just get something new thrown at you uh, but it's almost it's very contr- controlled it's not it's not like just wild you just go in and it's very experimental you know that's not what it is you know you've done the reading you know you've done you know you started the reading this summer you did your core text you read the math of you know, Moby Dick, the Middle March is still very much canonical text. Uh, but it's so, so rich and it's just so interesting. And once you get into it, oh, I also did, a, you know, so yeah, so it's very interdisciplinary. That was one of, the th- one of the things that I really wanted in my higher education. And it's what I'm so, so glad. It's, it's the one thing that I'm really glad I'm getting. Okay, because I think Oxford is mainly about discipline. And speaking of that, what was the main thing that you um, learned about Charles Darwin? Um, in science Um, mainly uh, theory of evolution yeah no 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 so we looked at um, what's it called natural what's it called natural selection no uh, what's this text called I literally had to read it what is it called what the one that he wrote natural breeding natural selection (laughs) natural breeding no. That's that sociology. Called? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Theory of evolution. No. This is sleeping. Time. No, I think theory of everything. You got to sleep <laughs> right, and you're going to Oxford. No. no Charles remember. Darwin. What? Type it out. Um. What's it called? I. I will supposed to look at on the origin. on the origin of species. That's what we had. Is that to when he went to Galapagos? Galapagos um, Islands. Uh, yeah, but he. We also looked at another one. Um, I. I forgot all of these. I'm so sorry. Like I literally had to read them for one week, and it was like, it was so stressful. Like we just got told to read all of these texts like two days before. Isn't he the same guy who said that um, black person is not equal to a white person? I don't know. I'm that he's got less of a brain, because I I, I don't think they they told you. We that. know. We okay. We okay. When I say. We when I say we we looked at Darwin, we don't we don't idealize these people. Oh right, you just we don't we look at them in a historical critical way, critical very critical. Yeah, yeah. When I say critical, we don't look at these people as in like we're romanticizing or we're idealizing Darwin or we'll oh look how great of a man he is. No, that's not the point. I think that's one thing that you realize when you go to uni or you go to anywhere. You never you can't. Even if you really like an author, it's like your t- my t- a tutor would say would very much say, why you um, you know, like stop handing out rosettes to these people. You know, yeah, stop yeah. stop True. saying you know this person is incre- incredible. Stop implying that because that's not yeah. the point. Be objective. Uh, no, because you can never you know, objectivity is no. Um, I think. I don't know. It, 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 it very cl- like from a very like critical point of view, and like I think the most interesting thing that we learned about um, or in the origin of species was the was, was like we analysed um, the rhetoric of on the origin of species and how natural selection, yeah. the term natural selection, yeah. is extremely extremely ironic and, and this kind of like, arrogant. No, ironic. It, ironic. Like, it really like blew my mind. I guess like we were just talking about it. We were just like kind of. Tutor was like really pushing us. Okay, like no, talk about rhetoric. Okay, talk about this. Talk about that. Okay, what else can we talk about this? Um, what 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 scientific um, you know, viewpoints are coming out of this? And we talked about a lot of uh, the rise of anthropology, um, in the ni- in the nineteenth century, and then we got down to okay, um, how is how is the actual writing, and how's the writing of um of the origin of species, indicating kind of a bias where they're still kind of a cosmo- cosmological kind of um, providence attached to something that's 
claiming to be so objective. And it was in the word natural selection. Like select, the verb to select implies kind of a... It's your choice. Yes, a choice. And so technically natural selection is really uh, human nature. No. Everyone is... No, no, no. What I mean is like... What I mean is like selection is like... We're we're criticising the way that he was writing. And the fact that it implies Darwin's own kind of... Interpretation? No, oh. like the- theological. Uh, he's bound. He's bound. He's still bound by his own the- theological interests. And yeah, yeah. well, is there a, the, like, the, the, the most advanced science I've done is in year eleven, and uh, it was mostly about him and uh, him talking about the theory of evolution. Yeah, and how a man came from an ape, and how actually he. Well, of course, he's wrong in terms of uh, it didn't. Monkey to man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he didn't actually derive from a monkey to a man, but he's actually a separate species from a monkey, which can be perceived. Oh, sorry, an ape, which can be perceived as a uh, family branch. And I don't. I don't know. We didn't. I don't study biology. I mean, I'm gonna have to ask my neighbour Harry Savage. Shout out to Harry Savage. Um, he. Um, yeah, he said, but I, I don't know. I can't, I can't confirm or deny what you just said because I didn't actually, I don't study biology. <laughs> what you can't confirm or deny whether, devil, um, whether he believes, well, Charles Darwin believes in the fact that we. He, well, that's not the only thing that he believes in. That's one of the things that we learned as well. Like I think it's kind of ignorant how everyone kind of associates Darwin with the fact that oh God, you know, he theorized the fact that. You know his theory of evolution, like. But he's literally he's making or deciding for humanity where they came from. So I think that's probably why. Okay, well he's not because he's just offering his own theory, or um, like just like any every other person, and just like every other uh, scientist, he is offering his own idea. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't know. We didn't get far as we, we, we literally had one. We, we literally had one class on. Okay. On. On not just Darwin, we talked about um, Lyle as well. Um, Lyle, I think it's Lyle Scott, I don't know what his name is. I don't know. Um, we talked about his book, Geolo- Principles of Geology. Okay. And that's more influential, and that was more interesting. We didn't even talk... And then we talked about another one, Voyage of the Beagle. Oh my God, that was really interesting. That What's was by Darwin. About? It's about him going to Latin America. And it's it's just fascinating. It's more, it's more about zoology. And like, we talked... If you want to talk about... His ideas of um, like um, biological um, anthropology, like look at the descent of man, you know. The voyage of the beagle was quite interesting. I read uh, we had, we had to read a bit of that, and um, it's more about it's more you know talk it's more sociological. So it's more like there's so much stuff on birds, and he's well, that's pretty much his main work, isn't it? Looking at animals. <laughs> to be fair. That's all he did, mostly. Um, Which is, that's mostly he's renowned for. That's not for. all he did. Um, but I'm yeah, gonna, exactly. But what I mean is like he's renowned for. We didn't. Even, we didn't. We, what are we? What we all found the most interesting was that everyone focuses on. Oh my god, he he's making a really blasphemous, blasphemous kind of um, uh, kind of statement. Uh, he's a heretic. He's he's this. He's that. He's uh, he's anti god. But actually, he's. His a lot of his work was just document him being a documentarian, and mm. uh, him going to very interesting places and enlightening um, his own kind of society, his own uh, circles on the different pa- different parts of the world. That's what we. That's what I at least found most interesting. Oh, so he was uh, a bit like a a traveller, yeah, and then just studying the uh, animal kingdom. And giving his view on it. Animal kingdom. That's quite an inter- interesting phrase. Let's analyse that. So why are we implying that nature has some sort of imperial hierarchy? They don't. But why you just imply... Because they have something different other but than... Why, but why... But the okay, use fine. of animal kingdom... Okay. Also, specifically, a patriarchal imperial hierarchy. But kingdom doesn't always have to refer to something imperialistic. But yes, it does, because... Well, f- fair enough. It doesn't, but kingdom does imply it. You can't say so that. So if, if if 
if someone says United Kingdom, it doesn't mean that the country of UK, or United Kingdom, or England, or Scotland, or Wales, or Northern Ireland are imperialistic over other states, even though it's perhaps some other country. Fair enough, it doesn't, but... But it's just, it's just something to reference something with. Yeah, but you can't, you, you can't detach it from its kind of monastic... But maybe sorry, not monastic, like monarchist... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you, you're saying that you can't give it something that which means that it's above human. No, I mean, like, you, if, you, if you use the word kingdom, like, animal kingdom, you can't, then you're, what you're implying is there's a kind of a... No, I'm not. I'm just saying there's a kingdom. Yeah, but you're, I know you're not, but, like, by using the term kingdom and animal kingdom, you are you are literally designating an impi- a, 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 a monarchy to nature. But perhaps, uh, according to, if Charles Darwin probably referenced the kingdom, animal, sorry, where animals live, he probably referenced the Earth's kingdom because he thought that he came from them. So he probably did think that they were some sort of a hierarchy to them. Cause did, how do you know that? Because they developed from him. I'm just theorising. Well, why? Were you, on, ba- on basis of what? On the basis of, no, not facts. On the basis of analysation. Is it time to go? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, and then uh, just joking around, really. But I actually don't know much about him, to be honest. Uh, I'm just uh, making a joke. Neither do I. We just did. I don't know anything about him. Uh, no, don't actually. even know who he is. Don't worry about him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you learn about him later on. Galapagos. Just bear that in mind. And. Um, yeah, so pretty much uh, that's all the Charles Darwin, I guess, I have to do. And pretty much uh, I wanted you to talk about the journey that it took for you to get into Oxford, which is your A-level journey, and yeah. uh, how you probably had to do some years again for you to realise that it's only if you do them again that you could get into Oxford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, one massive part of, um, I think people, a lot of people kind of, assume that you're one thing that I think okay so before I start like I think there's a massive like very toxic debate about um, being smart like people just assume that you're naturally clever I I personally don't believe in uh, like what like being that natural that everyone at Oxford or Cambridge is just naturally smart or any other university is just naturally smart and that's what got from or like someone just said luck you know I don't think luck or natural smart, uh, smartness is the only thing that gets but you I think through. it's like most of the things you have to work for it yeah exactly it's like saying a footballer isn't naturally exactly, good yeah. if he stops playing then he's not good is he yeah exactly and I think it's, it's the same thing with um with university applications like literally take it from uh, my that's what my experience has definitely taught me like I, I uh, in my AS level um, I kind of didn't do I didn't do as well as I wanted to. I got an A and a B and a C, and they weren't they weren't amazing grades. I knew they weren't, but I I was still kind of proud of myself for just getting through because it was really it was a really tough year, and but I knew that no, you know, I wanted to apply to Oxford and I did for classics and English that very year with those grades, knowing that I didn't have a chance because of my, you know, I was lucky to get through to interviews and eventually almost got an offer but I didn't because of my uh, CLAT scores which is an, an, the admission test you have to do for classics but um, I realised you know I wanted to I was like I was very determined you know when I came back for um, for uh, A level um, for my second A2 A2 what is it called A1 A level <laughs> no A1. AS and A2 that's what I A2 used. is it yeah just make it a week yeah see English A2 okay A2 fair enough we'll call it A2 okay fine Um, first year is called AES yeah Um, A2 for when I came back for A2 it was it was with a plan you know I was gonna reply I first thing I did was I went to my exams officer, officer and told her exactly what I wanted. You know, not in a patronising way, but just like kind of ready to kind of change it around and realise, and that was actually the time that I started discovering all these study tubers and I was like, oh my God, you know, they gave me a lot of, they gave me a lot of anxiety and stress because it was like, oh my God, I'm not doing any of these revision techniques, but it was also, 
it was also a massive, massive motivation boost. Like, it, it really, really did change everything. Why, what are you whispering? Let, let listeners know. It's a podcast. All right, I'll be back. <laughs> Great. Brilliant. Um, so, so I paid however much money to redo all of my psychology A-level um, and redo my written drama exam. And do your history. No, that was eight. No, that was that was eight three technically. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so I did the entire. So I did all of those. Uh, I did like literally half of my ASs again, along with my A levels, and it was so stressful. It was the most stressful year of my life by far. Like just non-stop kind of revision. But but you know what? In like crazy, crazy, in a crazy way, I'm glad. I'm glad for it. Of course, I'm glad for it because the outcome was incredible, and I, even I couldn't have predicted it. I thought I would, you know, if I get three Ds or whatever, like I'd be kind of happy because it means that I didn't completely fail. So I, the fact that in the end I, I, I got the grades that I did, I was happy because it meant that okay, I can reapply now because I, I was, I was determined I was going to reapply anyway. Um, and also, I like I think one other thing to bear in mind is that mental health, like oh my god, like mental health and your actual physical health definitely impacts your it's definitely impacted by the stress that you go through mm. and i think like a levels as much as they kind of also rewarding at the end yeah also rewarding but but at, at what cost i mean i got like x-man i had like loki like trigeminal neuralgia i got yeah but you're out of thought, got, so, um, so it immunosuppression no see <laughs> see listener listener did you listener this did you listen this? Did you hear that? No, 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 no. You that's have to give and toxic. Take. No, 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 no. To just, to just, are you, are you, this guy is, are you assuming everything forward? What are you doing? No. Okay. Well, no. I, th- I do not, I do not agree. I do not agree that just because, oh, you know, you, you achieved your end goal, you know, just be happy about it now. No, because you have to address no, the fact. No, not. because you have to address the fact that the journey. You can address that. It didn't have to be. It that doesn't trustful. have to. It doesn't have to. You shouldn't have to be so mentally and physically scarred to get where you want to be in life. Because no, I think you do. Then that's, what's the point? No, 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 well, no, no, no. no. That's, you, that's basically what everyone has to do. But you don't have to be. Uh, yes, you do. Uh, uh, but like, what I mean is. No, what I mean is that your but end the goal. System, but we can criticize the system. We can criticize the institutions that put young. People, people tr- okay, fine. This. If you want to do that, then that's what I mean. Yeah, that's fine. And I think that's wrong to just think. think imagine, imagine if a teacher said that to your child. No, you, you. Oh, you're stressed and you're really anxious and you're really depressed at the moment because of exams. Oh, I don't care. You have to do this. But I think the society has moved that way where you have to go through this. That's interesting. I'm actually learning. So, that, learning so about that's that. why we can't I'm, really complain because the system that way. I'm kind of learning about the next term in modernity. So that's why I'm already forward. No, I'm actually learning about, no, I'm learning about exactly that's the fact that it's not actually true. Like, because of capital modernity, like we, we tell ourselves that we have to put ourselves through pain to get through life and to climb the social ladder. That's a, that's a false. Well, that's okay, a false. If, you, if you think that, then why did you study so, so hard? Because if I wanted to. So exactly. So but that was for my personal motivation. It wasn't because oh, I have to get through, I have to get through this painful existence so that I get it to like this really amazing job and I do this to do that. No, but I'm you not. do have to. Even though you might complain that it shouldn't be that way, you do have to go through that. Fair way. enough. I reckon yes, but you can't. Or the other. But it's not right. Well, no one said it's right, but you, if something's built for that, then you have to do that way. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, well, some people are revolutionaries and some people are um, don't like to conform. And I personally think that a lot of people at Oxford are like that. What, conformists? No, non-conformists. And there are people who conform. But we we challenge... Well, I, 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 every, a lot of people, not just people at Oxford, and, you know, it's wrong to say that only people at Oxford have this mentality. A lot of people, you know, whether you live in... Um, Whatever part of the world that you live in, I think you 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 can have the power and you can have the courage and you can have the motivation to say no and you can have you can recognize that you, what you, that the, the society and the institution in the institutions around you are, are messed up and they don't they're not ethical and they don't they don't conform to your moral uh, moral bounds 
and that's fine and you can recognize that and you can push towards some change yes but you can't change well you can there is you there is nothing that you can't not change well perhaps it wouldn't be as rewarding as it is if you don't go through certain no i think it would be more rewarding imagine how rewarding it would be if you were able to implement some kind of um a massive like you if you were able to make a levels kind of um less based around exams and more based around individual kind of performances you know where people can choose whether they want to do coursework people can choose whether they want to do kind of like every single week they get a little um, coursework they can choose if they do want to do exams imagine how amazing it would be if education policy reached that level because of non-conformance okay I agree with you but don't you think that will drop the standards of the the professional what standards boundaries boundaries that were created by who and for what the professionals themselves but what professional Politicians. But what would you believe politicians and you believe that they're the best people? No. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Even the law sometimes doesn't truly re- reflect morality. Yeah, you're right about that. But and okay, but back to A levels because this is a massive, massive hole that we can dig ourselves down in. So but you're you're just complaining right now complaining. about how hard it was for you to do your A levels and getting talks. No, but what I'm saying if is, you, I don't if, think he's complaining. if you were thank giving, you, I'm not complaining. Okay, he's not complaining, but you're saying that A levels should be easier than they are. No, oh my god, no, that's not what I mean. What I mean is, you, no one, no one, and no, in teachers and schools are in a position of care. That that's what I mean. You can't still be in a position of care, but still, what you just said, you know. But it's fine because if you want to go to Oxford, you have to put yourself through really rough times. No, you you shouldn't have to. You should be able to enjoy and be able to learn. School is a place of learning and care and therefore nurturing. It, <laughs> therefore, having to make it easier because when it's easier, then it's less pain. If it's less pain, so why do you want there to be pain? What was this? Pain I don't want it to be, but I'm saying there is right now. Um, basically, basically, what I'm trying okay, to say just is... just cover up. My experience... Just round up what uh, fine, you want to say. Fine, My A-level experience was very challenging, and I am grateful for, for the fact that I was able to even have an education, because some people around the world didn't have as an amazing education that I did. But, it, 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 there, there was a lot of stress. That was... And yes, a lot of that wasn't merely down to school or teachers. My teachers were quite supportive. A lot of that was down to... Many of the external factors, and that's just life, sure. But you, but I think so much more can be done. So so much more. You know, the rubric at the moment is so archaic, and it does not need to be. And I think to some extent we are losing the essence of education. We are losing the essence of pedagogy. I can never say that word. But um, yeah, call me an idealist, but I think you cannot have, you can't have. Motivation without an ideal and yeah, whatever. That's fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> so from what I've gathered, yeah. Uh, Oxford is a very nice place. Lives up to its name, I guess, and uh, it's the worst place to apply for. It's Definitely. Oh my god! If there's anyone out there. If anyone is listening that wants to apply and thinks that they should go to Oxford or wants up. to go to Oxford, please, please, please pl- apply or please reach out to me on social media. Um, or to What's your Instagram? Um, I don't actually know. Uh, Sahib I underscore H6. Yeah, just type in on Instagram, Sahib Hassan. S-O-H-A-I-B. And then you'll just see him. And they can't see because they don't can't is your pain huh? physical or mental what is it, on, is it on private that's why no because they can't see my they, they don't know what I, what I look like but they will when they, once they don't worry when they see a um, a lanky glasses <laughs> wearing <laughs> two lanky neat. fits neat skinny neat yeah they, they'll uh, realise chunks more like slinks <laughs> No, so I anyway, plagiarism. Um, yeah, it's quite... More like Philly. Philly. <laughs> no, that's fine. Like, like, doesn't, doesn't look like Philly. If you... <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Um, 
Yeah, so that's pretty much it for the Oxford roundup. What, what, what was your most fun day? Oh, like, yeah. What was the best fun? Oh, okay. What was the best moment? The best, <laughs> the best moment. I don't know any English. The, the best moment... Uh, of my time that was uh, the night where sliding down beds so Eng- yeah literally <laughs> so there are, so basically um, the English students had a really 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 intense week we had two essays presentation another essay and and, and a class um, translations you know we had it was quite heavy and everyone kind of in college knew that or English students like were just at it you know but but here's the best like thing we kind of finished what it, it meant that we kind of got to finish kind of earlier, like two, three days earlier than everyone else. And it was a massive breather. It was just like a massive relief. And everyone's kind of working and everyone just submits their essay off and we all kind of just like breathe. What are you whispering about? Don't worry. And, uh, it, and, and um, one thing led to another. We're in each other's building and um, everyone's just having a great time. We just got some music on. And I'm in my two friends' house, uh, flat or accommodation um, room building, flat um, a co- a corridor, and they were both in English. And one thing led to another. We have mattresses out on the stairs, and then another mattress, and then another mattress, and then people are sliding down it, and then there's music, and then there's recording, and then there's shouting, and then there's someone falling, and then the porters come. Porters are like. Um, the people who are like manning the front gates of college 24-7 and so like in two seconds we went from laughing our absolute heads off, heads off um, to cleaning everything up in two seconds literally before the porter came you're a good it was the funnest night I think of my life um, but it was it was it was hilarious and it was um, also the element of like doing having done all my essays and um, just having a just having a good time with friends. Yeah, that's good. Because I think it's harder to uh, enjoy yourself when you're being asked to constantly stay away from each other. Yeah, definitely. I think I think definitely. I'm not gonna lie that I, you know, there was definitely a lot of rule breaking, but it was also very much controlled. Um, I don't think any Oxford student was. Um, I think. I'm sorry, what am I saying? I don't think anyone in their right mind, at least that I knew would have um, kind of taken all of that outside and we definitely try to stick to the boundaries and rules as much as possible like all the time um, and that went from you know wearing masks as much as possible to uh, kind of respecting the college um, but, as much as possible yeah. and um, yeah you're excited for your new term then I guess yeah, and hopefully better than uh, yeah. The next term I'm having in person teaching, which is going to be a massive goal. Well, you haven't had personal teaching yet. In person, you in haven't person. had that yet. No. What a waste Perfect of money. Rules. Okay, moving on. <laughs> what a waste of money then? <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> uh, sad for me though. Um, so I wanted to speak about um, the world of uh, news. I didn't. That's your choice. Well, my podcast. Mm-hmm, I'm joking. Okay. And uh, the, um, I think everyone probably saw Disney's and Marvel's. Yeah, pull them up. What? Pull like, what? How, um, what they announced? Yeah, pull the news up. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you don't know, they brought out uh, new shows for Disney Plus, which hasn't really been a hit, in my opinion, so far. Uh, in terms of what it was projected to do, I'm probably wrong because I haven't looked at the numbers. Um, so why are you saying Because I can. Next minute, uh, we come in your room, we see you watching one of the shows. Which one? No, no, no. Uh, where is it? Where is it? So. The Mandalorian's one. No, you don't. They already announced. They literally showing me that now. So one of them is Black Widow. What no, don't hate on Black Widow. I like no, Black Widow. No, I'm not saying. I'm not hating. I'm just saying. Chill, chill. <laughs> Fanboys. No. Yeah. Okay. The other one is um. Miss Marvel. Oh. I love no. Miss Marvel. No, not not um Captain Marvel. 
Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. I always get mixed up. Kamala Captain Marvel. It's like she's basically a Pakistani girl. She lives in America and she becomes a superhero. Oh, okay. She's quite inspirational. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For us or oh, this one that I'm not really excited about. Ah, uh, no, no, no. Wonder Vision. I think is quite so artistic. It's literally coming out next. What next month, fifteenth of January, mm. and they haven't had any trailers or anything. It did. Yeah, nothing. No, it did. It doesn't need hype. Honestly, I think it's so good. Well, I think they're trying to save money. Well, even though Disney actually they are trying to save money. Do you know why? Because Disney is actually worth less than Netflix now. The whole of net, the whole of Disney, is worth less than Netflix. You know, I just realised you don't have a, uh, fact checker on this show. Actually, I could show you right now on the stock market. Now, uh, okay, no, so let's not. wrap it up. Thank you for um, being here. Um, it's that guy, it's that guy, and me. Bye. No, we haven't no, ended. I don't think we're really going to go, to be honest. Even though it's like proper, yeah. Well, watch this. There's a new season of The Mandalorian next. Yeah, you watch it? Yeah, I watch it, but someone cancelled the Disney. Someone. Uh, Disney. And someone won't get it again. And someone is watching. Okay, basically, there was an article I'm not on. Gonna lie, I'm actually quite sleepy. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, but it's still up, so that all that matters. So, yeah, uh, do you reckon. Uh, Disney are getting scared about their Disney Plus not being as no. good as I've it got be. no idea because I haven't seen any figures. I've done no I think research. Yes, because they just released like fifty. I've not shows. seen anyone. Yeah, not all in one. Interviews. All in one. I have, no trailers, um, no nothing. Just released. No idea. Okay. I don't know. Well, fine. Oh, the other thing. You don't like Top Gear or no. Jeremy Clarkson? No. Or, do you like them? I mean, I used to. I remember we grew up kind of watching them. No, we didn't. When? <laughs> we were literally. I, I did. Yeah, exactly. I grew up. Yes, I did. What? Well, I started like, watching when I was like, what, 12? Yeah, on BBC iPlayer. Rubbish. Like BBC iPlayer was the worst iPlayer or any player ever. I love BBC iPlayer. Uh, now yeah, it's not like National Review Theatre and stuff like that all on there. Are they? No. No. Please. No. Shut your mouth, innit? Talk about that. You did have an interview mm. with them today. Fact checker. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll talk about tomorrow at 1am. No, no, no. Okay, so Dublin murders by uh, um, normal people. Um, I may destroy you. Uh, what else? Uh, just so many good TV shows were on them. You know the fact that people say, oh, BBC doesn't make money from shows. It's so all free, advertisement free. In a couple of years, they make more that money than Disney. No, you, no. How? No. You, why? You they make a lot of money because they they put re, they put the shows on Dave and other networks, and we don't consider the international market, which allows them to bring in a lot of money. Oh, Dracula! And all these TV shows on the BBC and merchandise actually. We're talking. I realize about, we're having two to completely different conversations, aren't we? Well, actually, you're not following Three. the one that I told you. We're good. Okay, that's fine. I think that should be enough for today. He's 